0: Episode number 89. Yeah, I get it. You're an outcast, always under attack, always coming in last, bringing up the past. No one owes you anything. I think you need a shotgun blast, a kick in the ass. So paranoid. Watch your back. My name is Russ Shaw. Darkest hour never comes in the night. You can sleep with a gun, when you gotta wake up, when you gotta wake up, and fly. I created the sound.
1: That is Shine Down with the Sound of Madness. Yes, wrote the book on pain now i'm here to explain um that's that's my deal here with the show i'm trying to uh you know i'm not an expert i'm not your counselor um you know i throw up the disclaimer right uh i'm not that's not what i'm doing here i'm just trying to tell you the truth you you get a professional help in seeking advice for mental and addictional and stuff right um here's the deal god has done a work in my life and I'm here to talk about that. That's what ASI is. My name's Russ Shaw. I'm a, I'm a former sex addict. I'm still kind of an addict, though, right? I'm a, I'm addicted to food right now. I think that, that's my main deal. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm angry. I'm freaking frickin' angry person. I'm an angry dude inside. And I'm working on that. I'm actually in Redemption Groups at Mars Hill Church right now to uh, deal with that. I have, uh... I... I You know, I'm dealing with more of my stuff. If I'm going to help people, if I'm going to become some kind of a coach to help coach people through this stuff, I have to deal with my own stuff. I'm still stuck to a certain degree, and I'm sick of being stuck, and so I'm dealing with with my anger at, at Redemption Group's Mars Hill Church. That's what I'm going through right now because we're all looking for a lifeline, right? we're all looking for something that we reach for to give me a lifeline you ever seen that show the, the the who wants to be a millionaire right I need a lifeline I, I can't answer this question and and the troubles and the trials and the tribulations of life have us always reaching for a lifeline man we're always constantly reaching for a lifeline and here's here's Pop Roach I love this tune another bumper for you here on the ASI podcast. Go to asi247.org. Click on the music tab, and you can uh, see the tunes that I play in the show. I'm not doing uh, iTunes links anymore because I'm finding that uh, you know you can shop for music anywhere you want. You know, cut and paste, whatever you do. Uh, I'm finding that about half of the people who listen to the podcast are finding me on iTunes. Like the show is 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 uh, you know it's being listened to. A lot more by other aggregates and other uh, mediums out there for podcasting. A lot of people on their mobile phones are listening, uh, which is awesome. Uh, About half, I I found that about half of the people who listen are American, which is was really surprising to me. Uh, There's a huge number of people in Australia who listen, uh, in Europe, English speaking Europe. Um, So I'm I'm humbled and honored by all of you who, who are listening to the podcast today. And uh, yeah, I wanted to say that, you know, the, the recovery, uh, breaking free from the chains of sexual addiction is something that, yes, I have done, and I remain free from that. Like it's prison, and I'm not going back to prison, right? It's a prison that looks like pleasure. It's, it's disguised, and it's, it's like a, a mirage, right? Right you know mirage you ever heard of that like a, you look in the, in the desert and you like oh look there's water out there in that part of the desert and you get out there and it's, it's not water it's just the heat and it looked like water but it's not and that's the prison of sexual addiction it's like that it's a mirage you get out there you take a few sips and it's dry like shot glasses of sand right the prison of sexual addiction <laughs> No, I didn't create The Sound of Madness, but, you know, I get it. That that song makes sense to me. Uh, I'm in recovery again as uh, far as, you know, dealing with some of the anger and stuff and dealing with some of the, uh, you know, my rants on religion, really kind of looking at that. And uh, as you've heard in past shows, I've had issues with that and some other stuff. I just wanted to give you a bit of an update. I'm just getting right into it, ain't I? I'm just... I'm just right there. I'm just confessing my junk right now, which I know is about me. But listen, I do want to lead you, right? I want to lead the listeners of this podcast to a certain degree, right? To be a leader, uh, you know, follow my steps, that kind of thing. I don't know. But here's the deal. I, I can't lead or help other people until I've dealt with some of the roots of my own junk, right? Right? And that's not all, you know, having to do with sexual abuse. It's, it's what causes me to react today the way I react today to things, you know, like uh, my defensiveness. And I've had talks about this in the past and dealing with conflict and relationship and, you know, I've done shows on that and it's like you know I'm still a freaking mess when it comes to that stuff so I'm uh, I'm dealing with it man I am I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna talk about why I'm so freaking defensive right I mean my wife had a uh an argument and I just she was like you know in tears and going why do you why do you do this and I you know once I calmed down and answered her back it's like I I don't I don't know I don't know why I do it I just do it and it's wrong like, I'm defensive. It's not that I'm yelling, screaming, freaking out. It's it's really just defensiveness. And I've got a pretty active brain, and I, uh, I'm pretty witty as a person, and I can, you know, I can win an argument. And it's not about winning. Communication isn't like that in a relationship. It's just not. But I can, you know, I can twist things and and speak, make, you know, align my words just right. And just defend myself and build a nice little wall around myself. And we never get to talking about some deep stuff, right? Getting behind the the scenes. Talking about, you know, heart issues. On my Facebook page, I put uh, a a video by uh, Daughtry, Chris Daughtry. And uh, yeah, he's playing the song by Lady Gaga cover of Poker Face and you know that song touched me because I don't know when i heard him sing it it sounded more bluesy and more i could hear the lyric more and just you know there's something to that there's something to just uh you know selling somebody and then saying you know i'll show you my poker face like i I want to give you my heart i'll show you my poker face so yeah that's up on my facebook page on my on my wall I wanted to kind of do an update a little bit about Facebook and, you know, tell you that um, Facebook is not like the ASI show web page, right? It's it's not. I mean, ASI247.org, that's the website for the show. And, yes, it's in disarray and disrepair, and it's kind of – I need to do some work on that. I need to update my web skills a little bit. But, uh, yeah, and I'm still, you know – I'm still working on that, but yeah, Facebook. My Facebook page is basically my page. It's just me, it's just my page for stuff, and I don't go into you know talking about sexual addiction or addiction or anything like that on the page. So I just want to kind of clarify that for you guys. I mean, talk about being friends and you know what's going on in your life and stuff like that. If you're if you're on the Facebook or if you're you know want to do a friend request or something like that, that's what I that's what I do there, right, it's not the, it's not the sex addict page, so yeah, that's, that's Facebook, and, and I say that because, you know, I, as much as I like to be the, the sex addict guy who's, you know, it's like alcoholism, I shouldn't be ashamed of being a former sex addict, it's, um, no, it's, that's, it's way deeper than that, and, and it's wounding to the heart of my wife, um, how other people see that I mean people come up with their own conclusions in their head and I just you know we just can't control that so you know for, for one thing it's its business it's the people I know not trying to keep it all surfacey. but sometimes in social circles you have to you have to have some anonymity on some of this hard stuff some of your weakness sadly that's the culture we live in but I will still hit on on hard stuff, like like the thing that's on my wall, right? Like Daughtry. That's uh, it's not all about sexual addiction. It's not about hey, you know, sex addicts. Look at this. It's about some heart level truth. And another thing is is there's a lot of you who, uh, you know, you haven't come clean yet. You haven't confessed all your junk yet. You're not, you know, you're afraid. Your wife's watching your computer, and you're afraid that you know she's going to find you as a friend of this uh sex addict talk show host guy and uh yeah that's not what my facebook is i am encouraging you to confess that get all that stuff out in the open but to do it um responsibly right like don't just set this bomb off without some people around you who can love you and help you through it all right Uh, that's something i stress over and over again in this show it's, it's irresponsible for you to just come home and just blurt out your junk without your wife and yourself having some kind of community around you that can come alongside and love you through it. So that's why I, I have some anonymity in both those areas because sexual addiction is not just this little thing. It's, it's a big deal. It has, it has multiple ripple effect through your community, through your your friends, right? I mean, I got people, after I confessed my junk, that don't want to be my friend still, you know? A woman who uh, was in the church that we used to go to, who's, you know, like, if you're going to stay with him, I really don't want to be your friend anymore. Um, that's real, all right? That happened. So, uh, you know, I, I can't control how other people see me. I don't hate that woman for saying that. I... I understand to a certain degree, but at the same time, I believe she's ignorant, but I still love her, you know? Is ignorant a negative word? She just doesn't understand. Um, So, yes, um, been in recovery. Uh, Redemption groups at Mars Hill Church has been my shotgun blast and my kick in the ass, okay? I'm still stuck. Still stuck when it comes to anger and my reactions and not, you know pausing before I speak or react or you know you know it's kinda like that's how I am sometimes. A lot of this fighting attitude and a lot of this stuff that I, I talked about in the show that's got me, you know, through some of the addiction stuff as far as drugs, alcohol, sex, not, you know, doing what I did, that stuff was that was good for that, you know, that fight kind of metal attitude like like here you go like this here's some of the soundtrack of my my
0: heart here if this, if, if you don't live you'll die the the, worst, the struggle the sacrifice. For the truth Remained And the new blood Motivation A dying allegiance Striving through The Timid of the time Every drop of blood Every bitter tear Every beat of slack I live for this Every drop of blood Every bitter tear Every beat of slack That's uh,
1: Hatebreed Love that band Love that tune Uh, You know And that's That's where my heart is A lot of times I'm just metal I'm just freaking out I'm just You know it's not conducive to a, a healthy relationship with my my spouse, right? My wife, my kids, and um, so I'm working on that. It's been helping me uh, deal with some of my my anger stuff and some of my anxiety stuff as well. Um, I apologize. All right, I, I feel I feel I might have uh, sent out a message of uh, you know fleecing the sheep, kind of an attitude that I had that has everything to do more with my anxiety than um really caring about my listeners you know the show was broke and I've always had this attitude that uh if you're serious about your recovery you're going to sacrifice for that and you know I I just I just didn't want to pay to keep the show up anymore as sad as that is Uh, um there's a saying that we have at Morrisville Church in Seattle, which is, uh, you know, you're either going to use money to love people, or you're going to love money and use people. Um, I love people. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to use money to, you know, I don't want to feel like you to feel like I'm I'm sucking, trying to suck money out of you, I'm trying to fleece the sheep. Right? That's disgusting, and I hate that. So. Uh One thing about the uh, training for life coaching that I've been listening to and receiving and taking notes on, and I've been making a little more money at my job because most life coaching uh, deals with careers. Um, career is part of the balance, right? You have your life, you have your marriage, your career, um, ministry, right? Your, your relationship with God uh, what, that's not just ministry. It's, it's your relationship with God, but these, these things need to balance out. And, and one of the things that I've been doing is, you know, getting more into the relationship that with God that I have through my business, you know, my pizza business, right? I want you to know that it, instead of using money, right? Using people to, to, to get money, I want the money that, keeps the show on the air i want to know that it's going to uh it's helping people right and then that's where i want to intersect with you how does my story intersect with your story if if you tell me tell me your story I, i would like to hear your your testimony right is this show helping even though i haven't been able to answer every email I've taken time off, a lot of time off. I've talked to people on the phone. I haven't talked to people on the phone. I don't have time to talk to everybody on the phone. Even though I cannot be there for every single one of you, is the the show as a narrative, as a podcast, as something for people to listen to, has it helped you? You individually. Not other people. I don't want to hear you, oh, you're creating a great ripple effect. No, you Behind your eyes, how has my story behind my eyes intersected with your story behind yours? And listen, I would like to to share that publicly, and I'll keep you anonymous if you want. I, I, I would I would love to have your story, to use it to help more people. Okay, this is not about bolstering Russ's pride at Russ's confidence. Look at Russ Shaw. That's not what I'm talking about here. I don't want to use your story to bolster my pride or look at Russ. I'm not Benny Hinn for crying out loud. His wife just filed for divorce. It's irony. Um you know what I'm saying? I, I I I want to use your story to help people. If you donate money, I want to use the money to help people. But first, I really want to know, and and that's my question to you, has the podcast helped? Have you met Jesus through the podcast? Have you had some recovery uh, from your addiction through the podcast? Uh, Are you starting to, to see things a little clearer by listening? I mean, leaving a review on iTunes, right? Um, or sending me an email. It's russ at asi247.org. Again, I want to use your story to help people, not to bolster my pride. I want to use your money to help and love people who are stuck. But have I helped you behind your eyes? That's my question for you. Anyhow, I have had a a donation. A guy sent a donation of... uh, Eighty-eight bucks. <laughs> Thank you for that. It was a dollar for each show, um, and that keeps the keeps the bills paid, keeps the podcast running for a little while. But you know, if you're going to send money, I do believe that you, you are going to sacrifice for your uh, recovery. Um, send money to Haiti, right? If you think I'm a fleece sheeper, I'm I'm doing this for money. Um, don't send the money to me then. All right. If you think that's my attitude, cool. I get that. I could understand that. But then send the money to Haiti. All right, WorldConcern.org is one great charity. Uh, another one is Churches Helping Churches. Uh, I, th- I just think it's a great um, organization, a great charity, um, and there's there's it just Churches Helping Churches just a great resource um, for that. So yeah, if you think I'm a flea sheep or if you think I'm doing this for the money, don't send the money to me then. All right, uh, but you but you will financially sacrifice for for your recovery i'm not gonna kid you about that i'm not it's it's gonna cost you something that's true what whatever you do with your money it's it's it it's it's an act of worship to god right so yeah i i you know i apologize and i ask your forgiveness for sinning against you with my bitterness right but at the same time, I want to be real honest and say that, you know, even a couple of bucks, right? And if you don't, you know, if you don't want to use those charities, go to charities.com, which is a great resource for looking up charities that actually use the money that you send to them towards their, their costs, right? Instead of all this administration or, you know, like the goodwill, uh, you know. Send us, please, donate to the goodwill. We have executives who still don't drive BMWs. You know, we, you know, they have their, they go to the Ritz Carlton and have their little meetings, and yeah, you know, the goodwill. No, no, right. Um, Charities.com, great resource. You know, even a couple of bucks. If you send a couple of dollars, that is an act of worship. That's you taking time out of your day to sit in front of your computer or write out a check and send it to pushing back what's dark in the world. And that, you know, it starts with your freaking finances. I hate that, that it does that, because it makes me sound like, like one of these guys with a white suit... You know, on on the channels, you know, those the Christian broadcasting network, which uh, you know isn't all that Christian at all. <laughs> to Be honest with you, I, I don't want to sound like that guy, but at the same time, I do want to be realistic with you and say that your heart is tied to your wallet. Sorry, it just is. And I do think it's good and responsible of you to discern who's um, using people to get money or who's using money to, to love people and to care for people and I think that uh, that discernment in your heart is a good thing but don't let it be an excuse not to give so I want to check that off the list alright I'm done with that topic uh, alright check that off the uh, the ASI note list you know that I have in my head alright tell people not to send Rush money if he's a fleece sheeper A sheep fleecer. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Moving on with the show. Um, I wanted to talk about purity a little more. I've had uh, some conversations with people who have ministries with um, purity in their name. A lot of sexual addiction uh, recovery um, type of, of stuff that comes from the Christian or the church um, has has this word purity in it and I wanted to clarify that for a lot of you um, I wanted to clarify it not just for the folks who uh, you know are just kind of Christianity I don't know I talk about non-religious Christian spirituality here I was reading a book called a Blue Like Jazz love this book man this guy is, is awesome a lot like me in my uh, struggling with faith and struggling to understand Christian spirituality and uh, what that all means, and I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to be perfectly honest with you, and and to understand that, uh, you know, this guy goes through a lot of, of his stuff and his issues with Christianity, and I do as well on this show, and I, I'm I'm going to uh, do that here, uh, talk about how I, I worked out understanding Christian spirituality over religion. And, and what that looks like um, when it comes to, to this word purity. Um, partners for is uh, a guy started a uh, friend of mine, the guy that does the uh, higher dash calling.com. Uh, also another great resource. Um, the dude, right? My buddy the dude out there with te against porn.com. It's another great resource. These are two um, like message boards where you can talk about your, your addiction, your, your stuff. Um, this does not take away from face-to-face, eye-to-eye communication and talking about this. I think that is critically important. But it is a great resource. It's a great place to go when you're tempted to start typing bad words into Google again, right? You're going know, to type naughty words into, into YouTube. Don't do that go to uh, higher-calling.com or teensagainstporn.com um, Jeff Fisher who's a great guy does a, a podcast uh, was doing it for a while called Top Tips does a really short little show um, under you know under like 20 minutes I think it is under 10 minutes something but uh you know, top tips on sexual purity, um, partners for purity. Uh, there's another. There's. A, I, I could go through a bunch of different great ministries with the word purity in them. But I want to clarify what that means on this podcast because for me, I'm just. I'm just kind of cynical and skeptical, and I was. And I think God had to lead me through that valley to get me to really understand what. Who Jesus is and what Christianity is really all about over religion. I just I just hit the eject button on religion. I did, and I still have. Um, but what, what is Christian spirituality? What does that have to do with purity? Um. To be honest, I would look at people who use this word purity and think to myself, "That's just a load of crap." All right, that's what I used, to, and that's how my heart was. I would say, "Listen." A purity, really? You, you think you're pure? Or you think you can achieve some sense of purity sexually in your life? Really? Really? Okay. Um, I just didn't see it as, as possible. And from where I sit today, I, I still, listen, you know, you read Matthew 5. Jesus talks about, you know, what's in your your thoughts, right? Right. You even think about lust. You have have committed adultery, okay? So I would look at this word purity and I would start to, you know, okay, purity, right? I'm going to achieve some kind of... Because I think there really is people out there, possibly listening to my voice right now, that struggle with porn addiction and think that they're sexually pure because they're not cheating on their spouse, all right? That's just backwards. That's stupid. You're not sexually pure because of your behavior you know just because you're using your mind is someplace else right you might be you know, you might not be putting your dick in another woman but your your freaking brain is okay your heart is is what jesus said jesus said that okay i'm paraphrasing but jesus said if you're if you're looking at porn you're putting your dick in another woman I'm sorry if that's offensive to a lot of you, but that's the truth, and that's that's your heart and your thoughts, and and that's why I talk a lot about that in the show. Um, I go trying to achieve sexual purity, you know, this gets muddy. It really does with masturbation and stuff like that. And when I I use that word sin, and people, you know, kind of. Don't get it. It sounds like a religious word. And I, and I understand that. But listen, it's kind of like the successful guy's disease. And I've noticed this, especially in men, where um, you've just taken sex for so long. It's just, you know, it's just sex. What's the big deal? It's But you start to feel the, the disease, right? You start to feel the... the, the sickness inside you grow as you go through the motions sexually with, you know, if you have money or you have success, it's just easy. I've talked to a celebrity on the show. I mean, it's just, it's like, do people love you? I don't, I don't know. It's hard to get behind your head and, and figure out where you're at. But I understand this, this, um, successful person's, uh, addiction as the sexual addiction you know, success-driven surface, look what I've accomplished, look who I am here, and then having this this heart rot of sexual addiction. I get that, and that's what I'm talking about when it comes to sin. It's like you can feel it, and I'm not talking about guilt. I'm not talking about shame. I'm talking about a, a kind of cancer in your soul, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why I'm so proud of Tiger Woods, right? I'm so glad that he came out and said what he said. Last Friday was when he did this big, you know, I, I'm i wrong, all right? I, I screwed up. I'm, I'm a sinner. He didn't use that word, but you know what I mean. That's what sin is. When we say we're wrong, when we confess our sins, you know, I mean, that's what Tiger did, and I'm so glad that he did it because I, you know, just driving around here and Listening to talk radio and all these guys going, oh yeah, well he's a multi-millionaire and multi-billionaire and that's just what guys do. Well, BS, man. That's not just what guys do. Alright? The guy's got a good heart. He, The man loves his wife. He didn't want to keep doing the things he was doing. Part of addiction is you don't want to do the things you're doing, but you keep doing them anyway. That's habit. It's a bad habit. It's it's addiction. It's bringing you to your knees. Well, people could just stop anytime. There's no such thing as sexual addiction, all right? You're an idiot. People who think that are stupid. It's just just not true. It's going to take work, it's going to take time for for Tiger and you to to heal from this. It took me a couple of years, man. But I'm so glad that Tiger did that because there it's almost it's part of our culture that guys are just like, "Oh yeah, well, of course, you know, he cheated on his wife. He's he's rich and he's got opportunity and that's just it's just sad that people think that way that there's no such thing as love right that a man's just going to go get his because he that's what men do bs okay that's just not men are image bearers of god all right but just cuz a guy's got opportunity you know me being the pizza guy I had opportunity just cuz you have opportunity doesn't make you You know, oh, of course, you know, you wave a carrot in front of the... No. No. Is that true in some cases? Yes. But it's sin. Do you understand? It's wrong. It's loveless. It hurts the person that you stand before God and do your vows or, 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 you know, the future person. You want to fall in love. And that's what a lot of guys don't understand. Like, they keep going through these successful guys, right? They keep going through these short-term sexual relationships, and they call it love. Maybe they call it love. I don't know. But they just can't get there. Like, they keep trying to reach some, boom, maybe if I can have a threesome. Maybe that'll do it. Boom, you know, they just don't make it. It's just like it's hitting a ceiling, and there's no way they can break through it. That's because it's loveless. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for intimacy. You're looking for someone to get you. All right, it's the way that God designed things to be. That's why. That's what sin is. I, I just pray that you get that. You know, it's like a bad band. You go in this music alley. It used to be Podsafe Music Network, and I'm trying to find you know music for the show and stuff. And there's just a just a lot of bad bad bands, right? They just sound like crap. It's like, and some of them have really good music until the guy starts to sing, or the woman starts to sing, and the lead singer comes. and like, oh my god, that's horrible stop you know that's what ethics are right good ethics are like good art it's just beautiful it's just syncing up the way things are supposed to be there's a reason that things are beautiful and and mucking it up is sin does i hope that makes sense to you guys who you know look at sin as a religious word tiger woods confessing his sins there was even on the the news used that word But that's true. That's what he's doing. He's sinking back up with love. The fact that he loves his wife. You know, I love Tiger for that. No, the celebrity I talked to was not Tiger Woods. Just for the record. I really like what uh, John said. The guy who does Partners for Purity. And talking about how in relationship with other Christians you start to turn from what's top heavy. And I love that he coined that phrase top heavy. Like surface uh, pure on the surface like Jesus you know, went after the Pharisees for that I mean, you know the, the cup that's all shiny and clean on the outside but inside you're all you know you're nasty and dirty and you know you're like a whitewashed tomb you know like a nice tomb in the graveyard I like the message translation so even in that song by, uh, by uh, I wish he would have got that Alice in Chains. Look at the beautiful grave with the pretty headstone and the flowers on top. And under, underneath is just rotting bones. So it's really chasing after what you're motivated by, right? And the number one thing that I want you to understand about purity, okay? And I want you to hear this, all right? Turn up the volume on on your on your device there, whatever it is. Uh, Alright, your purity is achieved through Jesus Christ. Okay, and I know that's going to offend some of you. Jesus is God, alright? I talked about that a few episodes ago, that God enters time and space as a man. Alright? Time and space are not things that God is constricted by, right? They're things He created. And He was able to enter time and space as the Son be walk amongst us right incarnate carnate means meat right god in meat and and you know and he loves us that much it's john 316 right god so loved the world that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins you're pure because of the blood of jesus christ you're pure of something you're you're pure because of something that god did okay not because of something you did or you do. It's it's because of what God did. That, that's what makes you pure. All right. Do you understand that? Your behavior comes when you under when you start. Your heart changes when you wrap your your heart around what that means. Okay. And you don't necessarily have to feel it. I was reading a a testimony by this woman who was a a prostitute and she, you know, was into drugs and she went to this church and and they, you know, mom finally got her to go to this church and the pastor just singled her out from the crowd and said, do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? And she said, you know, I'd really like to, it sounds great, but I just, I don't, I don't feel it. And then he said something that was profound to her and it changed her whole, her whole outlook. He said, whether you feel it or not, does that not make it true, right? Do you have to feel something for it to be true? And this is part of my story as well, right? I'm not here dispensing advice to you, all right? I, I love you too much for that. But does, does do you have to feel everything that's real and true? I mean, there's, that's, that's another thing about this Christian evangelical culture that you have to, you know, you have to go down into and, and, and the altar call and you cry or you lift your hands in the air and you have to feel this energy that comes from, you know, I, I think that's great. I think that's a moment of worship, but the gospel of Jesus Christ says that you're saved by what God did, and that's true. That's a big part of my story. I mean I sat there in church and, and, and just, you know, I'll go get saved again and, and it'll be like I'm a cell phone, right? And I'm getting all charged up and, and then I'll be fine after that. I'll be I'll be you know, once I get that charge I'll go to youth camp. Some of you do that and you you go to the, the, the conference or the pastors conference or, or whatever it is and you're gonna get another volt charge of motivation, right? And you're gonna not wanna sin anymore and, and and that's not the depths of what you need to understand. The depths of what you need to understand is that the blood of Christ purchased for you righteousness. Second Corinthians five, twenty one, look it up. I'm, I, I could give you so much scripture that, that points to what Jesus has achieved on the cross. His atoning sacrifice for your sins makes you pure. What he does makes you pure. You can't clean yourself. You're not going to get there by, by cleaning yourself. It, it doesn't work that way. And that's really what I want you to understand, because I think there's a confusion in the Christian religious culture that says, "I have to, get, I have to win. I have to be." It's, it's, and I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm letting go of my anger some with, with some of the, the, the pastors out there. I think they just don't understand. You know, they think that they they talk about justification, they talk about Jesus on the cross, and then you're supposed to get it, right? You're supposed to understand that, check it off the list, and then we're going to go into sanctification, which is you being purified, the Bible says. The Bible talks a lot about purity, I get that. But let's not confuse sanctification with justification. If you don't understand justification, you're not going to be sanctified by your own works, that's biblical too. And it's just like John said, it partners for purity, right? It's top heavy. When you put your actions ahead of what Christ has done on the cross, it's top heavy. And and that's a big part of my story as well. Going into my story some more, I got an email uh, from a listener who, and I love these kind of emails because it's one of those, you know, I'm not going to just stop listening, but I do want to address this in what you said because it bugs the crap out of me and this listener said this, and I love this he said uh'm sorry for my language all right if you guys have any issues with that I'm still you know I'm in counseling I'm working on this stuff um, I know that that offends some of you I'm, I'm I'm working on it anyways uh he said that when I talked about c s Lewis um saying that God doesn't flick people into, into hell, right? Like, God's not crumpling up people and throwing them in the wastebasket. Like, hell is this, you know, basket that he's try, you know, throwing people into. That that's not how it works. That we, we choose hell, okay? The Bible says that it's, it's not in God's will that anyone should perish, in Ezekiel um, it also talks about predestination there's some confusion in this and Calvinist circles where you know there's there some religious people that start to they, they think that they can pick which ones are predestined and which ones aren't I mean the truth is I, I believe God looks at the landscape of time he doesn't see time as we see it we can't even comprehend how God sees time I think God sees time more like a like a field and he can see what's that past, present, and future are all right in front of him. God created time, okay? We can't even wrap our minds around that. It's like me trying to trying to explain the internet to my dog, you know. So in in my story, I you know I got grace, right? Like I, I understand grace. That's great, Russ. Jesus died on the cross for me, but I'm I'm stuck. I'm a I'm a filthy, dirty, rotten pervert. And this stuff ain't going away by itself. So, you know, what, what, what I don't understand. So th- that was his, his argument. And I, I love his argument. We'll call him Mr. J, right? Mr. J's argument was that, uh, you know, I, why would you sign up for hell? Like, if you know it's hell, like, I'm not going to hell. I don't, I don't want to go to hell, you know, in place of torment and darkness and you know where you're separated from god who would want that who signs up for that like people sign up at a sign up sheet for hell that's ridiculous that's what he said and uh the truth is that and, and this is gonna you know for some of you skeptics out there you're gonna have to hang with me on this and and just just stick with me here but satan and demons are real okay not every cognition that runs through your mind comes from you some of it comes from your flesh and all you know, all the the hungers and desires that you have inside you. But there's some of that stuff that is, you know, there's like gasoline that's being thrown on that fire. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. And that gasoline being thrown on that fire doesn't necessarily come from you, okay? Like the devil will tempt you. The devil will throw thoughts in your mind. The devil will throw people in your in your way. The 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 devil's goal is to. To get you to hell. And it doesn't matter how he does it. You know. He can even set you free from sexual addiction. As long as it's. uh, You know. As long as you're into some weird kind of spiritual enlightenment. That is. You know. All about you. Being self-righteous. And getting to some plane of enlightenment all on your own. Through your strength. Right. And your sexual man. Right. And your behavior. But if it's based on you know become self righteous your life gets out of balance and the biggest thing that happens the the fruit of that is you just become this loveless self righteous holier than thou type of person right that is not good fruit that's that's not You know, that doesn't inspire people. That's not showing other people how you've been reconciled to God. Because I think the biggest kind of self-righteous sin of current evangelicalism today, even in dealing with this issue, which a lot of churches are taking this on now, and I'm I'm glad about that. But here's the problem that I have, is that people are are taking this self-righteous symptom control right it's it's kind of a self-righteous way of saying yeah see i'm working on this see i really want to change i downloaded the new software program you know the new accountability software from xyz company it's free you know and, and i have my accountability partner and it's that doesn't you know what can i just be honest with you i'd rather you just be honest and stop being a liar. And just tell people, then have some software program that that you pretend keeps you accountable? Well, it's a great resource, Russ. Okay, it's a great resource. As you think it's working for you, be honest. I didn't use any of that crap. I didn't use any accountability software in my recovery. That's my story, all right? Maybe your story can be a little different. Well, you know, it helps me to have that. Does it really... Maybe I should just challenge you like Dan Hazen challenged me. Just don't be a liar. Why don't you be a truth teller? Stop lying. It just sets you back. It's like hitting the pause button on your recovery. Stop being the self-righteous, smug person who sits back and thinks that their behavior modification is going to set them free. When they really know that they don't want to be free. And that's what they need to deal with. That's what you need to deal with. You really want to be free. Well of course I do. I downloaded the software. No. Come on. That just makes you look like you want to be free. Where's your heart? Understanding the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is what set me free. Not all the steps. Not the software downloads. Not throwing away my iPhone. Right? None of that stuff was even even existed then, but You know what I'm saying, right? If I wanted to look at porn, I was going to look at porn. If I had software on my computer, I'd go rent DVDs. If you want to look at porn, you're going to look at porn. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21. Look that up. We've been reconciled to God through Christ. Not by our own doing. Religion says that you get there by manipulating God. You don't manipulate God. He knows your heart. We cry out to God like, Daddy, Father. We've not been given a spirit of fear, right? I'm afraid Dad's going to kick my butt. Jesus died on the cross for your sin and purchased that for you. You know, a fish doesn't end up in the bottom of the boat and going, I didn't sign up for this. Loveless, distant, alone. You cannot give a crap and just sin against God and, and and you know use his daughters for your own you know, like your own meat, right? You really think that you're gonna get away with that. You really think that God is not gonna is not gonna have any problem with that. That you would just prey on his daughters like they're like their food for your dick. Ladies, that th- you would trap men. That way you would use that to trap a guy, just to, to get off. Right? You think God has no problem with that? Listen, I'm not trying to shame you. I am no better than you are. I want you to understand that. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not. I just want you to understand that Grace isn't cheap. This this free gift we have. We're, we're gifted with grace. It's, it costs Jesus' life. God created all of this, right? God's creation. God goes through the, the work uh, of coming to earth as a man, entering time and space as a man, and, and we, we just think that's cheap. We just think that's oh well it's free and everybody gets it. So it's you know no big deal. It's like a flyer at the supermarket that they put on the counter for free. It's a lot more expensive than that. It's like a 10 tons of platinum, all right? Do you see it that way? That's the grace you've been given. I, I've been journaling about this lately. I find myself doing this. I used to shake my fist at God. Where are you, you know, in my pain? And you know what? I'm, I'm working today. I have a job. I can pay my bills today. My kids are healthy. My kids don't have cancer, right? I'm talking to this guy. I know his wife has cancer, right? My wife doesn't have cancer. It's God's grace to me. It's God's grace to me in this moment to me, just me, behind my eyes, I've been given a whole lot of grace. I have certain gifts and abilities that God has given me and and granted to me. It's God's grace to me. He loves me. My father, right? It's like my friend John at hire-calling.com or, you know, Partners for Purity, he said, you know, about being top-heavy. I used to parent top-heavy I still do, you know, in a sense, it's kind of like Martin Luther said, we all have that temptation to fall back into religion, right? It's like my my son, I I tell, you know, you're on the Xbox, too long, dude, you need to get off the Xbox, And, and I, you know, my temptation is to fall back into, you know, I'm coming down on you, you don't get off the Xbox, I'm coming down on you, or... You know, if you get off the Xbox and do your homework, then we'll pay you some money. We'll give you money for a good grades, son. You know, that kind of thing. That's not how God is with us. God loves us, and and His main—you know—it's like trying to get good fruit out of rotten branches. You know, why would you want that? You know, all I care about is the results. You know. Having a convenient child. Our relationship with God as Father is, is, is one of, of grace and love. It's like, you know, just sitting him down and saying, Listen, son, why, who am I? First of all, I start with the questions, right? Something I learned from going to Mars Hill Church and parenting and, and, and just good ethics and good theology. It's like, okay, son, who am I? Well, you're my, you're my dad. And why do you have an Xbox? Because my sister got me an Xbox for Christmas. Why why did your sister buy you an Xbox for Christmas? Because I'm the world's greatest brother. No, he didn't say that. He didn't didn't say that. He says, because she loves me. And that Xbox broke, right? We had to take it back. We went through this whole mess of of taking back the Xbox. And I don't have time for that. But, you know, why did we go through all that? Why, Why did Dad do that? Because you love me yes. So why do you have an Xbox? Because you love me. Why do you have this big TV in your room? Because the neighbors gave it to me for free, right? That's going back up to top heavy. Why do I have a a car? Because I work really hard. Why do I have a big house? Because I work really hard and and I achieve things. Here's something that they've learned in social psychology, studying successful people. Okay, it's not just hard work and talent that make you successful. It's another little thing called opportunity. Okay, it's like three legs of a stool. Hard work, talent, opportunity. God provides the opportunity and the talent and the hard work. All right, your parents and your work ethic and all, all this stuff came from God. God gave that. It's God's gift to you. Why? Because he loves you because he loves you you know well the neighbors gave us the tv for free dad okay the 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 neighbors bought a new flat screen tv right so they gave my my son asked my son if he wanted their like 50 inch sony Trinitron um monstrosity and and uh and austin said can i have it dad i said yeah sure that's awesome dude that's freaking free tv it's awesome that's a big tv you know he play play xbox play halo on that puppy and, and uh so, yeah, it took us like over an hour to get that thing in the house because it was just this monster freaking TV with a dolly and it's just bulky. And then, you know, I'm sweating. It took like an hour to get this thing in the house. I mean, the TV was free, but it wasn't cheap. And we finally got in the house and, like, sit him down. And, I, you know, why did I do that? Sit him down, look him in the eye. Why did I do that? Why did I bring that big TV in the house? Because it was free, Dad. It was awesome. Yeah, but I don't really care about the TV. Why did I do it? Oh, yeah, because you love me. Yeah, Yeah, because I love you, man. It took time for me and my relationship with God just from the suffering that I'd been through, right? I mean what if my son would have said you know what i got this tv because i'm awesome that's why i got the tv right it's fundamental attribution error social psychologists have studied this like there's data on this which i i love more than i'd like to admit that there's that there's data on on cognitive biases right it's the tendency that we have to to look at ourselves and go i'm awesome you know why i accomplished this because i'm awesome right we don't look at the the opportunity that was given to us we don't look at the the people that gave us the 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 skills we just look at ourselves and go i'm awesome you know or if we do bad in a test right like if you're in college and you do bad in a test it's because you didn't get enough sleep last night right you had bad pizza um that's why you didn't do bad in the test but if you see somebody else who didn't do good in a test you say well it's their fault because they're stupid because they're an idiot Right, so we seem to see we, we see our own situation, and then we, we judge ourselves based on our situation, right? The power of the situation, you know. But we judge others on, well, that person's just an idiot. Attribution error. We attribute their behavior to you know them being stupid or us being awesome. You know, I attribute success to me being an awesome person, and, and sadly, that is. Rampant in in the Christian church, it's graceless. I forget all about Jesus. I have a friend Craig who who, who will say that you know we in group and we talk about stuff and it, where's Jesus in that? That's a good test for you. I have got an email on that. I got a listener who says, you know what, Russ, I'm going to church now and and I and I, I have a hard time because I just look at people as a lot of I just see I just see a bunch of fakers. Russ, help me out with that. And I and I get that, dude. And I think that, I hope that my self-righteous, anti-religious attitude hasn't rubbed off on you, you know, because I, you know, I have that too. But at the same time, I I get that, you know, what Jesus said about, um, you know, what Jesus said about cognitive bias, right? He said, um, why do you look at the speck in in your brother's eye when you have a log hanging out of your eye? And then he says, you know what, don't cast your pearls to swine lest they turn on you and tear you to pieces okay so what, what is a good church because I, I I recommend that you go to the church I I implore you to run to the church when you need help when things have hit the fan when, when everything's gone wrong when, when, especially when you need help you need to run to the church. I don't want you to be self righteous, okay? That's I want you to run to the church like like an injured person would run to triage, okay? I don't want you to have this self righteous attitude, all right? I'll go back to the to the, you know, my, like my relationship with my son. You have a relationship with God, okay? You know, that's what I said in the past. Like you need a relationship with God. No, you already have one. All right? And if if my son goes upstairs and starts punching his sister, Strayer on in the face blood running down her out of her nose and her eyes and I'm just gonna sit back and do nothing about that no and don't think God isn't either all right something we talk about in redemption groups um the, the movie another uh, another God's grace to us. Back in the '90s, uh, Steven Spielberg made this film called *The Prince of Egypt*. It was at the time it was the most expensive uh, animated movie ever made. It went over like a hundred million dollars. I bought it, you know, a couple months ago at the VCR tape used store for a dollar. Okay, how awesome is it that we live in a country where, you know, uh, I live in a country where I, you know, somebody could spend a hundred million dollars to entertain me for two hours, and it cost me a dollar. You know, I mean, that's that's awesome right there, first of all. Um, second of all, it's the book of Exodus, and he really does a good job at staying right there with the text. I mean, he doesn't take a whole lot of creative liberty outside of the text uh, of the book of, of Exodus. Um, Moses's relationship with God, uh, Moses' relationship with Pharaoh, uh, and, and people love to look at themselves as, as Moses, right? Oh, I'm Moses. No, you're Pharaoh, dude. Okay. Can I tell you something? A lot of this addiction stuff, a lot of stuff in twelve step, you know, making amends and and, and stuff like that. A lot of the the, the you know, I think there's a good kind of fear. All right. Step one of the twelve steps is 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 a reflection of that. Proverbs says that um, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Step one in the twelve steps says I have a problem. Okay. I have this thing owns me. I, I it has power over me. I, I, I can't fix myself. Okay? That's good fear. It's good for you to, to admit that. So don't be self-righteous. Because if your life is burning down, it's because you're Pharaoh. Alright? You can't just abuse God's children, God's daughters, God's sons, and expect God to be okay with that. Right? And it's not that God's coming down on you. How much grace does God have for Pharaoh? God could have just killed him right off the bat. And, and what does Pharaoh do? His heart just keeps getting harder, okay? I, I see a lot of myself in that. I used to hear, oh, God's my father. Well, I wouldn't stand by and let my kid get raped, you know? Where was God in that? I had uh, issues with that. I had some bad, you know, bitterness in my heart towards that, Okay? All right, free will. I was victimized, all right? I know we like to say, oh, don't be a victim. And half my life I walked around saying I'm not a victim. And I'm awesome because I can own my own business. And, you know, I I, I was a victim. I, I don't even t- talk about it. I'm so awesome. God it will hold those people accountable, that guy accountable, someday. He doesn't repent of that anymore. God is a just God. So think about ethics. My problem with like Buddhism, right? I knew a very successful drug dealer who was a Buddhist. It's kind of a pagan Buddhist combo dude. All right. Can I tell you something? Drug dealers don't call the police when somebody rips them off. They take care of them, themselves, and, and some of that's really freaking brutal. All right, I'm not going to go into some stories on that, but I, I, let me just tell you some. I was in that world, and this guy was very good at in his little karma and his little um, self-righteous attitude towards you know. He just you know he was just a supplier. He just had to take care of business. People get what they deserve. Okay, there's harm in that one. Churches take that graceless, godless, gospel-less attitude. Okay, the good news of Jesus Christ isn't you pull yourself out by your own bootstraps. That's not the good news. The good news is that God loves us and he gives us grace. We don't point to the cross and say, you need to get right. We kneel before it on our knees and we tell other people there's room and I know I'm being hard on some of you in this episode but I want you to understand freedom, all right? That word freedom with all that where the wild things are like energy, right? All that that kid, you know, you just wanting to live life and you just wanting to have fun and you just wanting to be just be you, having fun, living life, all that energy. You're looking for freedom. You're looking for a lifeline. And where are you going? Where are you going? But beyond all these things that you need to do, all right, I'm addicted to porn. I need to do these things. I want you to ask yourself, what's your definition of freedom? What's your definition of freedom? How? What defines freedom for you in those times when you just want to live, or when you just want to reach for a lifeline? What does freedom look like? And is Jesus enough? For is Jesus enough for you? And if you don't know what that means, or if you don't get that, maybe that's where you need to start. That's where you need to start. Not with a new download to your computer to, to watch your web browsing. I've been criticized about being a church basher, right? And a, a pastor hater or a priest hater, right? Russ hates church. T- the Catholics or the Protestants or Russ hates denominations Russ hates the church and I don't hate the church man, I love the church I love the church okay the picture that you see on the on the, the iPod, on your iPod or your iPhone or whatever device you're listening to me on, there's a graphic for this episode, that picture is of a man in Haiti and here's the deal here's why I believe in churches helping churches so much as well is that people run to the church, okay? You can give your money to all these different organizations, and a lot of that goes to the corrupt governments. All right, Haiti was a mess before the earthquake, but it's a huge mess now. People are dead. People have ran to the church, and they run to the church for help, right? Listen, this is an earthquake that's happening in your life right now, and it's slow over time, all right? What happened in Haiti was all at once. But this earthquake, this sexual... Um thing that you have, this deal that you have, it's an earthquake, and it's slow over time, and it'll devastate everything. It's devastating millions, more than the devastation in Haiti. It's, it's creating a ripple effect that's going to kids, and grandkids, and divorces, and death, and destruction. Alright? The guy on the picture is an is a, is a usher at a church. And when the churches fell and they are in rubble, a lot of the buildings are. All these people run to the church, and they ran to this one compound. It's like, it's like this. I guess it's a fenced-off compound. And and the sad one of the sad things about Haiti is is the sex trade, and a lot of sickos who look at this as opportunity, and they go to the, you know they go to prey on on widows and orphans, right? They go to find these teenage girls or kids that they can, and then. So this guy, he's standing there with a gun. All right? That guy standing there with a shotgun to protect the church from those that would come in and, and, and destroy and hurt and, and cause harm. Okay, that's my heart for the church. I love the church. I love the church, and I pray that you run to the church, okay? You go to the website, Asi247.org. I have a couple of links there. There's a couple of networks of churches that I trust. Um, you just you just don't know okay until you go there whether the church is, is safe or not but you got to get to know people and you got to have people in your life and I pray that you can get around believers and you can pray together and you can be not alone anymore and you can be honest about whether Jesus is enough for you or whether you even get that okay redemptiongroups.com. It's a great resource. It's cutting underneath all the, the steps, all right? Celebrate Recovery, I think, is great as well. But maybe, you know, I don't know, if churches add to this redemption groups or have a, have a different session or maybe just throw out the steps all together for God's sake and, and look at the cross. Is the cross enough? Okay? If God who created everything, created all of this, created the universe... Came to earth as a man. Don't you think that we should maybe get that in our heart? Can you throw out religion and look at the cross? Okay? Jesus is historical evidence, alright? It's history. It's a historical fact. It's not religion. Jesus is real. It really happened. The cross really happened. He really did. Rise on the third day. He really is God in human flesh. Is that enough for you? Is that enough for you? Uh, check this out. Here's this my heart for you. This is why I love you guys. This is what I want to. Uh, I've learned as a jacked up sinner saved by grace. There's two of you. There's two camps out there right now listening to my voice, and one of them is um, you. Just believe you're so bad that you you can't. You're not going to get fixed. You're not. There's no hope. You feel like you're just this horrible, awful, really bad person, and there's no grace for you. You, you think the cross. It, when you say that, you think the cross. You're too good for the cross. It's, it's a twisted self-righteousness. And, and I get it. And you're so locked into your own pain and your own story and your own only knowing you. You know, that you, you just think you're, you're too good for the cross. You know, you're, the cross doesn't quite make the grade for you. God's suffering and dying for you on the cross is not doesn't cover you because you're so bad. Right, Covering the sins that you'll commit tomorrow. Right, How many of the sins that Jesus died for on the cross 2,000 years ago were future sins? For you and me, they all were, right? And this is going to, like I say, your sanctification is not a sitcom. Okay? It's not going to take a half hour, an hour, and then it's all good and, wow, he's arrived. No. It's going to be a lifelong process god cleaning your soul and then there's the other camp that's like um you're just religious right and sin is out there and if it wasn't for you know those people and those women who dress like that or those guys who you know i need somebody to take care of me i mean these attitudes that you're praying off of people nothing that's done in the dark will, 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 you know, stay there. It'll all be exposed in the light someday. There is no secrets. There's no secrets. And God will find you out. You will be stripped naked, like that song, The Confessor, right? Naked as the day that you were born, you'll be exposed stuff in the dark and then you have your ought to's. You know, you have your rules for everybody else and what they ought to be doing. All right. The, The people who are confessing out their sins and saying, I want to change are going to be vehemently opposed by the ought to people. All right. And I hope that scares you. I hope that you not confessing your sin and not being honest in front of your brothers, in front of your sisters, that's, that's sin. It's, it's, it's self-righteousness. It is, it's bad. It's really bad. It, you're harming, you're doing harm to the church you're going in and you're pointing the finger and you're like jesus said you're saddling people with rules and the fruit that they ought to have and you you know you're supposed to be a loving place to run to when they run to the church and they find you pointing the finger and loading people up with stuff that they can't carry because they're not as they don't match up to your holiness and in the dark you're not even holy you're not even holy close to holy Only God is holy. Only God is pure. And the purifying sanctification of your life comes through the blood of Jesus Christ and accepting that gift. You're glorious, okay? You're created. You're a small-c creator, and God's glory will spill through you. And you you will have ultimate joy just feeling that, being in relationship with Him. His glory shining through you. Or God will have his glory another way. That's 1 John. We confess our sins one to another. And he is faithful to forgive us all iniquity, all of it. We step out of the dark, into the light running around in darkness, you're not even a Christian. You're just a religious Christian karma ought to, pointing the finger, saddling people with stuff they can't carry. And God will have his glory through your tormenting. Alright? Forever. You religious, self-righteous hypocrite. I love you enough to tell you that. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Pastor, worship leader, whoever you are. Church should be a place to run to, not a place to run from because it's shaming, guilting. Man, I love you guys. The grace of God is so beautiful. Pray again. Because just like there's no secrets, there's also no such thing as getting away with murder. All the people who think they got away with their crimes. And sometimes, you know, I've heard people who've worked in, uh, you know, in law enforcement and, in um, you know, being public defenders. And I mean, just the horrible things that people get away with because the legal system is broken, right? There is a higher legal system that's not broken, and no one's getting away with anything. And you're either covered by the blood of Christ, and you're being changed from the inside out by His grace, and and that glory starts to shine through you, or you will be glorified in another way. God will have His glory one way or another. guy that sexually abused me if his glory hasn't shined out through repentance his glory will shine out through him being tormented forever in hell and that's just and right and good if I would have kept putting a middle finger in God's face and sucking off of God's daughters like a like a vampire, I would have kept doing that, I would go to hell forever, and that would be right and just and good, and God would have his glory. God will have his glory one way or another. I'll leave you this tune. This is a band at Mars Hill Church called Red Letter. The song is called Destroyer. Love this tune. I love every single one of you, each and every one of you. I love you guys. I'm next time. Bye.
2: first time you flooded the earth, to the last time you burned off the curse, to the way that you hated your son, when you hung all the sins of the world. come to destroy, sin a declaration holy, of war, God will have his glory won.